Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 137, The Psychology of Horror Movies. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm your host, Eric Lee, and I am joined, as always, by Mike Campbell and Liz Williams. All right, so this is a bit of an unusual departure. This is this is a mm-hmm. uh, a clever conceit uh, come that that uh, our own Mike Campbell came up with. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead, go ahead and describe what we're going to be doing here? Well, my my conceit was uh, inspired by Eric Lee, so I'm going to ha- yeah, I'm going right. to I'm going to hand I'm going to hand my inspiration right back to you, or throw I had nothing to do with throw this. my inspiration <laughs> right back at you when Eric found a really, really fascinating infographic that he posted to our website in 2018, in February of 2018. Uh, And I just happened to be scrolling around on our website because we do have a a pretty cool little section of the website called infographics. And Mm -hmm. there are some really, really fascinating infographics. But this one in particular stood out to me because this is called The Psychology of Why We Like Horror Movies. And there are eight distinct theories about why we like horror movies, why we as human beings gravitate to this subgenre of film. Yeah, and, and I thought, wow, that's so fascinating. And all, each one of them had a, a, a different uh, of enough wrinkle that I thought, geez, we should really explore this further and see see where we fit within these eight profiles and see what films we think would fit within these eight profiles. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Ashley... Uh Hurusina, who mm-hmm. uh, was the artist and designer behind this. Right. So uh, in the offhand chance that uh, uh, that Ashley, if you if you listen to this podcast, thanks for this fantastic uh, mm-hmm. poster infographic piece. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it yeah. really, it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's it is really a fascinating cool. way of just trying to figure out, you know, specifically, you know, why, why do we do this? Right. What, what, and and what, what do we get out of it? Well, I will tell you what we why we do it and why we get what we get out of it because what I found in my research was horror fans are a a uh, super smart. They are b very empathetic and they are c the most well-adjusted human beings you could possibly find. And the more horror films you watch, the more well-adjusted you will be. And this was borne out in a Psychology Today article from last month. Oh, really? Because you know I'm a regular subscriber to Psychology <laughs> Today. So <laughs> I, was sure I, was, I was reading it, and uh, apparently uh, behavioral scientist Colton Scrivener, which is sounds like a horror movie name, he investigated whether horror movies, horror movie fans were more or less psychologically resilient during COVID-19 lockdowns than non-fans. And they found that, yes, indeed, people who watch more horror food films did indeed report less psychological distress because people are better at managing their own fear and anxiety through engaging with recreational fear. And I was like, well, that's the name mm. of this podcast. It's going to be recreational, recreational fear. fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, and I think all of the eight categories that we're going to talk about today kind of get into that recreational fear because each of them have different a different take on that um, that very pleasant and sometimes not so pleasant uh, distraction in your life. Yeah, and and I think it also sort of explains why we're able to put up with stupid shenanigans on the big screen, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for th- sure. Th- that um, because it puts a, it, it as an observer, it puts you in the eye, and 
Sometimes it will go. When, I think one of the reasons why Shaky Cam get was so successful is it puts you in the eye of the uh, uh, in in the scene, right? Yeah, the, it's, media it's literally you. It's first right. person, right? It's and, you. You're mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, but a lot of the times, you know, we you you have the the omniscience to go to know to have information in advance. A lot of the times, and you go. Don't go into the basement, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Don't split up the party. Right. Oh, what are you doing? Don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah, it's and so true. Like when you're watching when you're watching Gosford Park, you're like, well, I could give a shit less what happens to any of these people. <laughs> Although I, I think right. there are some funny the, some curious things. Like sometimes the things that get me the most anxious are the awkward romantic things. Sure. You know, where that that I think there are some like the if if that that will make you kind of squirm, but this is actually but it's not it's not the outright fear, that, right? That it's that you're not going, oh man, that is good. You're, you're, uh, I can't watch, or you're, yeah, yelling at your, yeah, at, at the screen, or you know, making exclamations through the whole thing. You right. You tend not to do that uh, for you know your average drama, right? So, Liz, uh, Liz, where are you at with the psychology of horror? Uh, you know what the. Since we divided this up, some of the ones that I have are definitely, you know, they always say it's almost like a running joke now that like women are comforted by true crime and you see all those right, TikToks right, right. of you know, things yeah. like that. And that's totally me. But I feel like everyone that I watch or any true crime things, I'm like prepping for what would I do? Right. Yep. That's what it is for me. So yep. heck yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, creating the the rules of engagement, as it were. Right, right. Yeah, uh, right. I, the, the, part of this, the infographics, in addition to the theories that we are going to be describing, all yes. eight of mm-hmm. them. Yes. They also they, they there are some other things that they describe, and it's kind of interesting where where uh, where it describes the types of watching. Where the first element which says is gore watching, mm-hmm. which they said which is uh, high in sense seek, high in seeking sensation, low in empathy. <laughs> and that males, uh, the male id strongly aligns with the killer. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Interesting. And then okay. the second point that they make is thrill watching, which is also heightened sense and sen- uh, sensation seeking, but also heightened empathy. Right. And this is sympathizing with the victims. And this says more uh, that 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 the I think the uh, the females have more id with. In, or 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 are more aligned to this yeah. uh, thinking, mm-hmm. and then independent watching, uh, increased empathy, and then you get high positive e- effect of overcoming fears, just like kind of like right. what what we were just talking about with, or with the the pandemic, right? Right? Is right. that is that your, your your confidence of of getting through a horror movie? It's like, well, this can get me through a rough day of, uh, <laughs> right. uh, of having to or deal Or like, with... at least I'm not in this person's situation. Yeah. Exactly. And then that, that also falls into the fourth thing that they talk about, which is mm-hmm. problem watching, which, right. again, increased empathy and um, reduces the negative effect of feeling helpless. Right. 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 So all I'm hearing from this is the more you listen to the scariest things 
podcast. The better off you're going to be. The better off you're going to be as a human being, frankly. Yeah, not, yeah not just, pretty much. This, but, is, <laughs> this is your bi-weekly counseling session yeah. with Liz, Eric, and Mike. <laughs> or, or at the very least, <laughs> rationalization as to why you like horror movies. Yeah, that, yeah. That, we, we, that, will, we will help too. you rationalize yeah, and, and defend, away any of the shame that you have from watching too many horror films. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know yep. that by the time this gets released, we will be past Thanksgiving, but this yes. is the kind of a thing that you could sort of like if 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 you know your 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 uncle goes why do you watch that shit and it's <laughs> right. like well as a matter of fact this is good for my psyche and yeah. then you can rattle off these things or if your aunt says hey have you ever seen jaws that is such a scary movie <laughs> you can say why yes i have and in fact this applies to this theory <laughs> So, all right. Well, let's bust into these theories. Well, well let's. But, oh, but no, yes. no, no. Okay, so this oh. is how we're going to do this. Oh, yes. We have, okay. We, we, we have, have there's eight. Yeah, there are eight theories, and we are going to approach them one at a time, and and each of us will come up with an example movie that we each, think fits. that we see resemble. Yeah, fits fits the theory in question. Yes, and uh, I think we are we are going to lead off. Yes. Who's who's got who's who's got the I've lead got off the position? first one. Liz Psychoanalytic. Has the first one. Okay. Yes. Okay. So psych, uh, according to our infographic, the first theory is psychoanalytic, and it says it came from the primitive id suppressed by the civilized ego. So I was like, okay, I gotta Google that. I so. you know what I did the same thing. I was like <laughs> I was like, well, I remember taking a psychology one twenty class in college. Yeah, that's about where and I was. I kind of like remember the, and I don't the remember. Id. I don't yeah. know what the primitive id is yeah. though. Nope. <laughs> so, so what did you dig up? Well, I went to I guess like the Freud Society in the UK. <laughs> and um I'm gonna get real deep into it here. So Ooh, in yeah. Freud's text the question of lay analysis from 1926 he wrote the sexual life of adult women is a dark continent for psychology and (laughs) the question a dark continent so the question that he was preoccupied with was what do women want so um and then the mystery of feminine persisted with the advancement of um, psychoanalytical thought and the perception of the unknown frequently drives women in the depiction of dark tales. So um, the easiest way to say this would be like vampires equals sex, werewolf equals the beast within, things like that. But then there is a philosopher named Julia Kristeva and she says that um, Horror, horror films portray unclean and taboo elements of womanhood and reveal the entwined dual system of eros. So <laughs> I'm going Whoa. deep into like uh, what's going on with women and horror films because I am a woman. And that it also is the breakdown in meaning caused by the loss of boundaries between the self and the other. So... My choice for this is Claire Dennis's Trouble Every Day, which I talked about in Cannibalism or Bridge Too Far or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I picked this is because there is a woman named Corey who is suffering from vampirism, and she uses sex and eats these people uh, in, <laughs> in the middle of having sex with them. She seduces them to have sex. They are having sex. And then in the middle of it, she uh, consumes them, rips out a guy's tongue with her teeth and bites him to death. So I felt like that, uh, you know, fit the 
loss of boundaries between the self and other and that uh the sexual life of adult women is a dark continent for psychology. <laughs> <laughs> of it, so. <laughs> I'm going to watch myself when I'm around yeah. you, Liz. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, had to go, I had to go all into the Freud on this one. Apology, right. Apologies to the Freud Society. Eric, yes, well, Eric what right. was your take oh, on no, psych? They discussed this movie in a... Uh, oh, they really did? A presentation that they oh. had. Yeah, they divided it into uh, a six-week session uh, where they talk, tackled identity, love, pregnancy, powers, vampires, and demons. This one shows up in the love section, along oh, yeah. with the two other examples they gave is Audition yeah. and The Hounds of Love. So Audition, okay. we know she's yeah. catfished and killed. Hounds of Love is she murders people to keep a boyfriend. Okay. Well, also a well in that case, you're welcome, Freud Society, for yeah. <laughs> letting us do your work for you. Indeed. Okay, Eric, what is your take on psycho so, the psychoanalytic primitive id? Well, I I'm just taking the where you know the the description of uh, coming from the primitive id suppressed by the civilized ego, and nothing uh, says that's too much. Uh, so, Nothing says that more to me than lycanthropy. And okay. uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going, my pick is The Howling by Joe Dante from 1981, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is bestial. It's yeah. repressed werewolf, feral savagery and lust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes out periodically. It is, right. it is the, it, it is the repression. Uh, and, and, and sort of the, in, in this case, this is the male anger and yep. aggressiveness. Yep. Uh, it's rougher and meaner than it far more, uh, Brutal than its more sophisticated sibling, an American werewolf in London, which yeah. I also had thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I thought that nothing says id, and the selfishness and the and the aggressiveness of the id, being uh, uh, than than a werewolf movie, and yeah. that and that they have, and in this case, that the the werewolves and the howling are um, they enjoy being werewolves, unlike say right. other werewolves who feel. Like that. Oh, why did this happen to me? I'm cursed. They kind of revel in the fact that I'm I'm a big bad wolf, right? And uh, and that the rest of the 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 culture, the civilization's holding me down. So right. I went with the howling. Okay. Good choice. Uh, after my very meager research onto this question, uh, I of <laughs> course I, I I zoomed in on uh, the concept of animalistic urges and you know people otherwise obsessed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like things that would take you out of your normal. Uh, your your normal societal functioning and and bring about sort of non thinking obsession, and of course I went with the 1990 Rob Reiner. Yes, that Rob Reiner okay. film, Misery. Oh, interesting. Uh, because Kathy Bates is sort of like I mean that that to me seemed to be the the, the perfect embodiment of the primitive id, a very uh, a very literary and analytical version of the prim- primitive id, but nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You know, not not thinking, not uh, and otherwise obsessed with sing- singularly obsessed with, of course, the great James Kahn. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to catharsis. Okay. So I've got catharsis, and okay. this. Uh, so the the second theory is um, giving people a chance to purge their negative emotions. <laughs> Through watching horror movies, this is wish fulfillment. <laughs> this is there are movies out there that allow the you, the audience, to empathize and even place yourself in the role of the protagonist or even the villain. 
and right. uh, vicariously live out the violence dished out in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, this is also in close alignment with condition number three, which is excitation, and condition five, which is disposal alignment. We'll talk about those later. Yes. But mm-hmm. this mechanism helps you transfer some of the stress of your work or your social life and see brutally di- displaced on some fictional people on screen so you don't have to do it yourself. Right. Uh, maybe not the mentally healthiest of the profiles, <laughs> but, it, but it, it prevents you from acting out on these things in real life. Hey, if that works, all the better. Well, and that's why I think it might be one of the uh, one. It might be one of the most healthy ones. It it, it might be <laughs> as so long as you don't act on these impulses, yes, yes. right? Uh, or Just, that the, 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 if these if you have these impulses, that you see them on the screen and let that do the work for you. Yes, walk uh, up walk up to the edge, but don't actually jump. So my pick for this was. Uh, <laughs> The Belko experiment. Oh, <laughs> so this, is, yeah. this is workplace horror fantasy. Take out your boss, take out your annoying colleagues under the cover of an ultimatum where it doesn't matter. It's like if you, it's like you're being told, go ahead and kill your colleagues. Right. It's okay because last one standing gets out, and that's you know I think there 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 is something there's a vicarious uh, voyeuristic. Thing with the Belco experiment, you don't even get any money. You just no, get you, you just, just get, get out. out. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 in a way, I mean, there there are some other ones like Mayhem. Uh, right. does, does the same kind of thing. Squid Game, sure, sure, uh, sure. certainly mm-hmm. does that. You know, yeah, all yeah. these kinds of things. But I thought I thought the Belco experiment was one of those kinds of things. Like uh, for for two hours of wish fulfillment, it's like. If you've just had a bad day at work, it's like Belco experiment. That'll get it out of your. I system. love the Belco experiment, and yep. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, spoil spoil the film, but I think it it's due for a Belco experiment part two because I, yeah. I I definitely think you could easily make a Belco experiment part two. I, I think you could do right? it, and you know, I I don't think you even need to use the same characters. You just you just hold it somewhere else, and you you you, you right. spin it a little differently, uh, and you you mm-hmm. you, fur, you further explain the story, like why is right. this why, happening? Why who, is who this in, it, yes. it's like this was like in Colombia or Brazil or something like yeah 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 yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the the building. Anyway, so yeah, so mine right. was Belco experiment. Liz, what what what's your catharsis? I picked the purge. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like any Hell purge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just picked the purge. It's kind of the same exact thing. Yep. Going out there to just murder people with no consequences. I think particularly <laughs> the uh, the first the purge, purge. I think yeah, the, the first the, one, which was the you know when if you're you know. Uh, from from the minority standpoint, and you're watching the black dude going out there, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, it's like, I'm, it's time for some payback. It's like, yeah, go get him, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. And so that was, and and that that is, you know, it's like I, I shouldn't feel this way, but you're rooting for this guy just to wreck house, right? Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. Which is which is a very common theme that runs yep. throughout all the Purge films, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and in this case, oh, it's, yeah, the, it's, like, it's the protagonist pick fighting back. Anyone you want, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I took a very literal approach to this, and this was the first thing that popped into my mind. This was a 1978 film called Day of the Woman, also known <laughs> as Eric's yeah. favorite movie, I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, uh, and this, of course, involves an aspiring writer who is repeatedly gang-raped and humiliated and left for dead by four men. But she systematically hunts each and every one of the men down and kills them in a nasty, brutish, horrifying way. And I'm not a woman, obviously, but I Mm -hmm. did empathize with her plight and I empathized with her wanting to go out and 
K-I-L-L, all of these horrible hillbilly miscreants from, uh, I think it was upstate New York. Uh, And so this was, for me, a great way to purge those negative emotions yeah, through. Yeah, this one, I, I, I spit on your grave. I think our next one, I think I could have. You could have easily put "I spit on your grave" under the next one, which is now it's your turn. Yes. All right. So this is excitation transfer, and the description is when you have negative feel, feelings in the movie that intensifies with happy emotions when the hero wins. And you're right; it probably could have been. And you're also right in that. I mean, this to me, is really the, the pure embodiment of the final girl trope. Yes, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you, you, you root, you cheer, you're invested in the person's survival, and when they actually survive, that's, that's your chemical, that's your dopamine reward, right? Yes. They survive, you're vindicated, they're vindicated, you're happy because they have made it through this gauntlet of you know, killers and villains and monsters and Bigfoots and UFOs and everything else in between. This is victory by horror movie. This is victory by horror movie. I chose for this, I chose the 1980 independent slasher film directed by Sean Cunningham, Friday the 13th, because I think Adrian King is probably the best final girl to ever do it, right? She, you root for her throughout the film. She's the, she's the most competent. She's the, uh, most analytical. She's the most empathetic character, and she, of course, has to go head to head with the Betsy Palmer. But she eventually makes it out. And I also wanted to give a quick plug to Adrian King because Adrian King, um, unbeknownst to me until recently, when I was listening to the Fangoria podcast, uh, she is actually uh, she is actually a fellow Oregonian, and she has oh. a wine company in Southern Oregon known as Crystal Lake Wines. <laughs> so nice. uh, what I'm advocating here for is not just that people should go watch Friday the 13th for excitation transfer, but the Scariest Things podcast needs to do a wine-related we're gonna have to get a post because because that would go well oh, yeah. with this. I we like did that idea. We did the Profondo Rosso cocktail. We, That's we have, right. We have to we have to stump for. Uh, I know I Crystal think, Lake I wines. Think, I think we need to yep. order a case of Crystal Lake wines, try them all out, and have Adrian King on the podcast because she is down in. I think she's down just outside of Medford. Uh, so it's probably it could be it could be a port. Yeah, at that point, which would potentially, be potentially awesome. potentially yeah yeah because that's you know that uh, great. If if she's on like near Bandon on the in the, or the no 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 she's she's area? like Medford? no she's like in Medford yeah okay yeah the, the drier <laughs> side the drier side so Eric what did you have for excitation transfer well I was thinking along the same lines as you okay um, that this is this is where the final girls reside yes um, mm-hmm. so 100%. I went with uh, your next oh I yeah. have a collision oh <laughs> I have backup I have your next also yeah but I got so, a backup um, I also have a backup just in case. <laughs> that, backup to, is your this backup, is backup ready to the or backup? not? No, my, my backup is revenge. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, which, you know, similar yeah. to uh, I Spit on Your Grave, uh, I think is revenge is a, you know, is a rape revenge fantasy. But your next is Sharni Vinson uh, absolutely taking it to the villains and out outdoing mm-hmm. them at their own game, tricking and trapping and overpowering the bad guys who don't know what they're in for. And it feels so good and particularly, you know, the... The uh, the blender right mm-hmm. moment oh that's awesome and yep. the 
you know, and all, and when seeing her traps pay off, it's just, you get the vicarious, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> rooting for the bad guys to die. And, and particularly when you realize that the, who the, 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 the real true bad, uh, baddies in this thing are, you know, the masterminds before, the, and it's like, Oh, you told. There's no. There's no death <laughs> good enough for these guys. Right. Just you, you just take them out, and that. Right. And that is. And certainly, excitation transfer one hundred percent. And and you you kind of feel dirty think thinking that way, but you yep. go. But at the same time, you're rooting hard for. You're, oh yeah. For and, and she is, I think, in my mind, the most the com- competent, uh, or or powerful. Uh, uh, final girls, because I think a lot of other final mm-hmm. girls become become brave in the moment. That right, they yeah. become that they become heroic when they absolutely have to. Right, where uh, you know, the, in your she was next, like, oh no, I've been training for this. Right, she's a, she's a survivalist. <laughs> right, it's like you just messed with the wrong girl. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. yeah, you're next, Liz. So you you so were pick, you picked, I had. So your your alternate was. My alternate is ready or not. Uh, when, <laughs> yes. When uh, Samara Weaving takes out the entire oh, yeah. family <laughs> and uh, Eric's girlfriend wins the day. I <laughs> love me some Samara Weaving. <laughs> yep. So, but your next was absolutely my number one pick, but ready or not, in kind of the same way. She becomes a final girl more in the moment than mm. uh, the girl in your next, but still, you are cheering and rooting for her. Yep. Once you realize what kind of situation she's in, right? Yep. And yep. yeah, taking on the house full of losers. Yeah, taking on the house full of <laughs> crazy people who are trying to kill her. Yep. Swing All right. Oh, we're back to me. Yep. Okay. So the next topic is curiosity and fascination, where it just says something exists outside of normal behavior. And the little graphic is funny. There's like a guy running with like a snake tongue and another one following him going, so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So the film that I picked for this was I was trying to find weird outside normal behavior. I picked Mandy. Oh, nice! Uh, I, 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 I yeah. gave that. I did give that a thought. Yeah. I, I gave Mandy a thought. Okay. I okay. picked Mandy because it's super weird. Yeah. You can't take your eyes off it. True. It's super cool, and no one is behaving yeah. in what would be called normal yeah. behavior. Hyper stylized. <laughs> oh yeah. Hyper stylized for sure. A great film. So Mandy is my choice. All right. Uh, my choice is a 1973. Three film directed by Ted Post uh, that we talked about in the context of horror moms. This oh, is okay. this okay. is the baby. <laughs> uh, this is a film. If you didn't listen to the horror moms episode, uh, this involves a social worker reeling from the loss of her architect husband. Yeah. Who investigates the eccentric, psychedelic Wadsworth family consisting of a mother, two daughters, and an adult son with the apparent, I use that in quotes, mental capacity (laughs) of an infant. This movie is batshit crazy, and this exists way, way outside of normal behavior. This is super abnormal behavior, really interesting, uh, probably on the edge of the horror universe but when you watch it you will be horrified yeah, that is so weird <laughs> yeah I, I thought i almost thought you were going to go with la grande buffet oh. <laughs> oh yeah right which we talked about it's another horror. another weird, movie. Yeah, weird yeah mm-hmm. um uh my pick is you know it's like when it's like when you have to go weird yeah 
I have to go David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going with 1983's Videodrome. Oh, yeah. Super uh, this weird. Is, it's got taboos layered on top of taboos. Uh, this, the, the plot is... It, it actually... You can make sense of the plot, but it's wild and crazy. Uh, sex with a television... <laughs> Uh, sticking your hand in your in your belly to drag a gun out of it, and then having the gun melt to your arm—it is. This is this is a uh, a movie probably best enjoyed with mushrooms, or uh, if you watch it on <laughs> mushrooms, you might just you know you might just check out, and 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 that would be you know that it is a deep, might be deep, too much. funky dive. That is the the long live the new flesh, Videodrome, about as weird as it gets. Uh, curiosity and fascination, I and mean, it was one of those one of those movies because as, as a young kid you heard about it's like this movie's just not right, right, there's right, just right, right. There's, 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 it's like and and it, and it was hate. I think Roger Ebert just hated upon this movie, right, and right. it was like why, why, what is it about this movie? I've got to see it. It's taboo. Yeah. So yeah, it is Videodrome. Taboo. Yep, for sure. Good choice. Okay, so is it is it my turn? Am I next? Yes. All right. So this next one, this is uh, condition number five. This yes. is. Disposal and alignment theory. This is in mm-hmm. the enjoyment of punishing those who deserve it. <laughs> so very similar to <laughs> excitation transfer. Yeah. But I put this as like the other one was like, yeah, you're rooting, you're having fun. Yep. This one I put as it's not fun. No, <laughs> yeah, this is this is probably where you know it's like I was trying to figure out how, where do you place like your Night of the Living Dead endings, right? Where oh where it's sure just, like, sure the kick in the nuts. Right. Or, or the mist, or the movies that just make you feel. Right. It's like God, that makes me feel just horrible. But this right. is I got one so here. This is uh, I, I, my comments here. Where horror movies don't need a happy ending per se, uh, but it is awfully satisfying seeing somebody evil and awful getting their just rewards. Hell yeah! It's uh, this is another one where it's victory by horror movie. Right. Plain and simple. For a fan of either the B movie sleaze or the sophistication of an A twenty four psychological horror movie. Ooh. Uh, when the underdog protagonists take down a villain, and the bi- the bigger, the badder, the better. So yep. I've got a bunch of them that I could have listed here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to collide with you, Mike. I got no. Day of the Dead. No, specifically Captain Rhodes. He yes. totally deserved it. <laughs> he deserved <laughs> he it. He was an <laughs> asshole. That guy was the worst. And, and 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 boy, did he get and and when he gets torn apart and he goes choke on it, <laughs> you go, yeah, get him, zombies. <laughs> and that was it. And and again, it makes you feel kind of dirty, but that's the whole thing. It's exactly. like it's, well, it's, it, it's disposal and alignment theory. Yep. This is this is you can you can you get the vicar you you living vicariously. It's not like you want to see this happen to real people in real life, but seeing because because you know it's fake. But it's mm-hmm. that was cool. I got some other ba- some other co- my backups were like a mile deep on this one too. And Captain Rhodes made it into our 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 our, our characters we love to hate. Characters we yep. love to hate. That's yep. right. That's right. So uh, Liz, okay, I went super super dark because uh, even though you uh, are glad to see people get punished, it, you do not come out feeling good. Because I picked Last House on the left. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they totally deserve what's coming. Yeah, yep. they deserve what's coming, but you still feel kind of gross and dirty yes. at the end of the movie anyway, because you have just been through a super traumatic experience. Yep. Both so. of them. Both of the, yep. the, the yeah. both the last out. But the, 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 the original Wes Craven one. The original is the one I picked. Oh, my God, I don't, yeah. I think I saw, I don't know if I even saw the remake. 
The remake is the remake is pretty gnarly. It's yeah, it's I bet. It's, it's rough. It's okay. Rough. Rougher than the original? Conceptually, it's not the, no. It, but but the it's, original has you know like seventies to me. Like it's the maniac original versus the maniac remake. If you're in the seventies, that's there's already like a layer of sleaze. On top. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's nasty sauce on top of a sleaze burrito. Sauce. Yes, exactly. So last house on the left is my choice for that one. All right. All right. Uh, so I chose a film uh, looking at uh, disposal and alignment because uh, uh, I looked at the, the idea of having the hero come up against almost insurmountable odds, right? So, like, obviously it, killing a a villain villain that is insurmountable mm-hmm. is provides even sort of added satisfaction. And this is a film that was filmed in Oregon, filmed in Astoria, filmed in Portland, and we've only touched lightly upon Goonies? it. This, no, this is <laughs> this is the green room. And oh yeah. oh yeah, because there is nothing better than a killing than a Nazi killing. That's and right. Patrick Stewart, or as he prefers to be known in the film the big piece stew uh, <laughs> uh he is he is so horrible as darcy the nazi yeah he is so horrible so awful and when he finally gets it you know the young upstart punk rock band who is trying to scrape together two nickels and survive and survive and they are truly up against insurmountable odds in a pack of you know meth addled uh, skinheads, he, when he finally gets it, you are so you cheer, totally satisfied because yeah. you're like this goddamn Nazi. He's got to get it, and he does get it. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Uh, but if you haven't seen the Green Room, I highly recommend it because it has on my a, top twenty five. It has a certain level of authenticity that a lot of films do not have. It is intense. Yep. Yeah, it's super intense. intense. Super uh, intense. Rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, this one, this one, I had, I had some fun uh, 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 honorable mentions. I also had Curse of the Demon, aka yep. Passing the Curse Turd. <laughs> right? Like, right. It's like, ooh, <laughs> curse is in your pocket now, buddy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of satisfaction out of that, and also the entire Armitage family in Us. Oh, um, yeah. Specifically, yeah. Rose. Mm-hmm. When Rose gets it, it's like you had it totally come. <laughs> right. So you just double, right. double cross and backstab her. <laughs> right. You, right. You, it's like you just, you just rot. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Those are both great. All right. Moving on to the next one. This is the sensation psychological theory, where you have greater interest in exciting things, mm-hmm. aka roller coasters. Uh, this one is, you know, I looked, uh, I looked up uh, this, the sensation theory, and I came across a 1984 paper, a dissertation paper written by a woman named Emily Edwards. Emily, if you are hanging around listening to this podcast, we hey would, Emily, we would love to have you on the podcast. She was doing her dis- uh, dissertation at the University of Tennessee at the time, and she talked extensively about a researcher from 1979 who actually came up with the idea of sensation theory in horror films. Uh, a guy named Marvin Zuckerman, and he, of course, deduced that this whole thing was just sort of a chemical need for excitement. Dopamine. So mm-hmm. That's the reason why, in large part, in a very, very broad way that you watch the horror films is because it elicits mm-hmm. a chemical response, and the more exciting, the more fast-paced, the higher the chemical response should indeed be. This one is a little bit different, I think, than almost all the other categories because... 
some of the other categories aren't necessarily exciting, fast-paced, thrilling. It's not. It's not a roller coaster that right. you're after. It's. It's very. It's yep. very it's, different things. It's, it's the the, mm-hmm. ju- the 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 spike of a jump scare or a yeah. or the the uh, the big the the horrifying moment where this is this is con- continued pressure right and right. release right pressure and release. Yep. And so I chose the. 2016 South Korean action horror film mm-hmm. Train, Train to Busan mm-hmm. because this whole film largely save for a couple scenes takes place on a train. Yep. Uh mm-hmm. and it is white knuckles. It is white knuckles but it is fast zombies from the jump. They they come onto the screen almost immediately in the film and they do not leave until the end of the film and it is constant and these things yep. move so fast. Yeah. So fast. If you are not excited by this, then you do not have a pulse. One hundred percent in agreement. That's a great pick. Yeah, twenty sixteen's train to Busan. So, uh, my pick was the 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 first uh, R rated movie that I ever got to see in a theater on without sneaking in. Um, <laughs> and this was nineteen eighty seven's Aliens. Oh uh, yeah. There may not be a bigger thrill ride ever made for the big screen. It is a it was a clutch my seat moment. I mean, you take it for granted now. Yeah. But when you see it on the big screen, it is a pressure cooker from the get. Yeah. And James Cameron knows how to eat. And th- th- this is where you know action horror lives here. Yeah. Right. This is this is right. uh, you know and and I you know I have have a cup my my fallback position is another another fun but it, it's also you know it's exciting it's scary it's fun. I yeah. mean, these things, these movies tend to be, and like a roller coaster. I, yeah. I, I like roller coasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. and I, I think for the same reason, I like, I like that adrenaline kick. Um, but I think my when I was watching this the first time, my jaw was just dropped, and I and oh, I, I totally agree. It was yep. for a movie that's that long. It's a long movie. Yep. And the and the director's cut is a really long movie, but it doesn't feel like it because you're just and after you're done, you realize what you went through, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> what a movie. So anyways, yeah, uh, aliens. aliens for sure. Liz. Okay. I went on this a little bit different um, yeah. because when I looked up sensation seeking, it says it's defined as the seeking of varied, novel, complex, and intense sensations and experiences and the willingness to take physical, social, legal, and financial risks for the sake of such experience. So I picked Hostile. Oh, this yeah. This is about people who are taking all of these risks, especially financial, for the sake of intense experiences. So it's not me getting the, well, I mean, you get it watching these kids try to escape, but right. the characters in the film are paying to murder people for their sensation seeking. Yep. So it's, it's actually interesting because it's both the antagonist and the protagonist who are, yep. right. Sen- who are se- sensation seeking. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Well, you know, it's so, interesting, it's Liz, irony. that, that, uh, that, uh, that researcher that I was talking about, uh, Marvin Zuckerman, who came up with the whole con concept of sensation seeking in the context of horror films. He, mm-hmm. he actually talked about a couple different, uh, derivations of sensation seeking. And one of the ones he talked about was, like seeking out uh, gambling or uh, ris- mm-hmm. risky sexual situations or mm-hmm. the sort of thing. So yeah, not not a literal kind of roller coaster, roller as, coaster. Uh, right. as, as sort of Eric and I described, but kind of some of the things you were describing, which is different types of sensations that aren't yeah. necessarily like fast-paced sensations, but they are definitely sensations Intense. nonetheless. Yeah, right. Right. 
Yeah, no, I I I agree with the the way that you broke that down, Liz. That was that's that's yep. pretty cool. Cool, thank you. All right. Oh, and I'm on the next one yep. because our next one is called Gender Socialization Theory, which is quote unquote snuggle theory and Aww. gender roles. So, snuggle theory is defined as a rite of passage for young people to fulfill traditional gender roles. So the film that I chose for this is The Babysitter. Um, oh, yeah. We have okay. Cole, right. who's a 12-year-old boy who at first he's you know, with the babysitter, he loves her, then shit hits the fan, and he's protecting the girl who's in his class who he likes, who's the neighbor. Mm -hmm. He has to face his fears to, you know, kind of, quote-unquote, man up yeah. and, you know, put down the bullies and things like that. So I thought that that was just a whole rite of passage for a young guy for traditional gender roles of, come on, you've got to stop being a baby you're 12 years old. It's time to <laughs> toughen up and defend your house and drive the car and stop being scared. And so that is why I picked The Babysitter. All right. I picked the 2017 American black comedy slasher film Happy Death Day ah, starring Jessica Roth yeah. and Israel mm -hmm. Broussard. This, of course, follows a college student who is murdered on the night of her birthday, and she has to relive that same night over and over and over. And I was like, well, it's got young girl uh, sort of, you know, becoming a woman who is mm -hmm. after a young man. And I mean, this to me seems both from the from from the context of the film itself, um, sort of like these normalizing these various, you know, very staid sort of gender roles, but then externally looking at this film. It, it pops up on a lot of like romantic date night movies like uh -huh. the, the, this is a this is a movie you should watch with your date yeah. which is funny because I actually looked I looked up I looked at a number of different date night movie lists and invariably almost all these sort of date night snuggle uh, movie lists involved The Conjuring and I'm like hell no, no. that's like well, that's because they're like, like <laughs> you're gonna get someone's yeah. gonna be on your lap. <laughs> right, like under the blanket, scared. I, I, so I suppose it could be literally like literally snuggled. Maybe a play to like get the you know, like turn the TV off. Be like, <laughs> hell no, I'm not watching that. Let's do something different. Right. Wink, wink. But yeah, like, <laughs> why would you ever show somebody The Conjuring as a sort of date night film? Like, that's, that's <laughs> when you've been married for a couple of years, yeah. and now you're like, let's have date night. Right. <laughs> watching The Conjuring. So, I this was a kind of a, a, a curious one for me because <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna treat this in two different ways. Yeah. Because and since we're doing so good on time, I'm, yes. I think I've got enough cushion to do this. Yes. Uh, yeah, so my too. my my first one uh, that I'm going to mention is Prince of Darkness, and this is from a personal experience because personal memories of going to a movie with a big group uh -huh. and having uh, two uh, two young women, one on either side of me. Oh right, right. This was so. This was this was Anne and Nancy. And I think you, we, you were at this too, and Jared Wilson, and Chris yeah. Ralph. Heart we all went to Anne this and thing. Nancy Wilson from Heart. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think Ann Rohr and Nancy Spellman. But they, but there were moments in that where all of a sudden I would have both of them sort of like leaping on me at the same time, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and it was and it was the whole thing of you know date night at the horror movies, and it was like, 
Wow, mm-hmm. that's a you know, and 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 I normally don't you know the the thing now is if I go on a you know, horror date with like Amy, it's right. like she's she's a hardened soul and she'll cackle with the whole thing. <laughs> right. It's like all right, well you know, all right, that's a little different. You're not she there's, she she ain't scared of nothing. But sometimes you won't, you know, when the gender roles is like, I'm going to be this, the, the, the tough guy in the theater and nothing's going to scare me. And then, and then the girls go and then they go, it's like, oh, protect me. Kind of right, thing. Right, right. And that was, that was sort of the, some of the gist that I was picking up from that gender socialization theory. Yep. But I also liked the way that, um, that Liz picked up on this in that if I'm treating it as the movie doing it, Right. I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to something that I mentioned in Ho 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 Horror. Yes, which was uh, Better Watch Out. Oh yeah, uh, which yep. was about uh, the 12 year old boy Luke, yep. Yep. who is who's got the hots for his babysitter. It's very similar uh, to the babysitter. The ba- I was yeah, 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 very, yeah, very similar yeah. to the babysitter, uh, but he does not the twist. But he does it. The, he he does the wrong thing. Where the babysitter, yeah. it's yeah. you know, it's it, you know, it's it, it's a it's a. He's he's actually not that he's he's not an evil kid. Luke's an evil kid, <laughs> right? And he's and and he's in the wrong. And Ashley has to battle against this kid who does not know how to handle his own hormones, right? So you right. know, I think that I, I think I would go. I, I, I as soon as you started going down that path, it's like ooh ooh ooh, yeah. I've got one, mm-hmm. yeah, for that. Yep. So yeah, all right, all right. And then so the eighth, the end final psychological Topic. horror profile is this is one of my favorite ones this is uh, societal fears this is yeah. a, a reflect, yeah. reflection of uh, uh of what our culture what our anxieties are horror movies often have something to say about the state of current affairs yep and whether this is ecological horror the fear of atomic the atomic weaponry uh fear of communists the fear of racism or just pure xenophobia yep the fear of disease, fear of immigrants, or the government. Yep. There are plenty of things in this world to be afraid of, and uh, you can play this out as a metaphor for greater things. Mm-hmm. Um, with horror, the metaphor can be a blunt instrument, but when it's cleverly reflected, um, it can reinforce existing fears and even elevate them. Yep. Um, yes, and so, yes, and yes. Uh, tap, they tap into what makes us uncomfortable in our, in our day-to-day lives. Uh, and so I had I had a number of ones that I could have picked for this one. I'm going with Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, interesting. As, as, interesting. As the 9/11 reaction. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it you know the destruction of Manhattan uh, from a, a first person. One of the best shaky cam things without making the shaky cam seem cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but the kind of fears that played out that I'm sure that New Yorkers went through when the trade centers went down. Um, and then and everybody else do going, you, oh my God, what's coming? This this is a dumb question, but do you, was J.J. Abrams actually using Cloverfield as an allegory for nine yes. eleven? Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, and like that that was that, an, was that was an intended thing. It was an intentional kind okay. of okay, 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 and, and, and it wasn't it, it, it and when you see you know because you get the the like the ground perspective when when they when they go out on the street and the and the Statue of Liberty head lands on the ground and right, they look right, up. Right. And they see the monster just tearing through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just knocking buildings down. And it's not like Godzilla, right? It's not right. like right. stompy, stompy. And you get the and you get the bird's eye perspective of you see the 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 
the creature tearing through the city. It's the same view that that from the footage that you saw when when the ash right. and the and the concrete exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. came yeah. rushing and the people were just fleeing like crazy right, because right. they didn't know what was happening. And that's right. and I thought so Cloverfield. Well, that's that's kind of the ultimate uh, escapism slash rationalization of um, a real world incident. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because you're 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 taking that and you're saying, okay, well here's here's a way that you can actually digest this. Yeah, and and you know, and, and certainly, I mean, you could say what it was united. Uh, what was the, the United 93 yeah uh, which well that's a hard watch yeah it uh, is yeah. That, that's, it in is. a way it's a horror movie right right <laughs> end, it is yeah no, no happy endings there right so right. uh so Liz what have you got okay I picked 2002's cabin fever because they <laughs> isolate and uh quarantine each other based on this <laughs> Flesh-eating <laughs> bacteria. Yucky. And it's also hilarious. <laughs> Pre-COVID-COVID. So COVID. I guess I went with, yeah, it's pre-COVID-COVID. Flesh-eating <laughs> virus. Way back in the day. The only way to survive it is to only drink beer. So, what I've been doing for the past 18 months. Uh, <laughs> I almost but, went with the fly for the same reason. Okay. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just uh, uh, allegories for... For sickness and 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 health health issues and, and yeah. I think I mean, for the fly yeah. it was AIDS. I don't know if the do you think do you yeah. think that was about do you, was, was when did uh, I don't know the cabin fever was like I think the, the 80, cabin fever was two thousand two. Yeah, so so this one you know the fly was really in the height of the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So, um, but yeah, fast forward to yeah. you know twenty twenty. Fast forward to twenty twenty. So yeah. eighteen years after Cabin Fever was made, yep. we're living it. We're locking each other in sheds and saying, "Get away from me!" And I'm, I'm pretty come sure. Near me. Yeah. If if COVID nineteen treated us like the Cabin Fever virus, mm-hmm. uh, you would have nobody complaining about getting vaccinations. Oh hell, that no. is true. He's <laughs> like, I'm true. getting a vaccination right now. Give that me double dose. True. Although you think 100%. You, would, you would think death would be a pretty compelling thing, but yeah. apparently it's not. No, no, but it's I think, not. You I have think, to be I, literally have your skin peeling off. Right. Yeah, just, then just death. I think even like yeah, <laughs> just like if it if it resembled smallpox, people would do it. Right, right. Okay. Anyways, so Mike, what's There's your? There's so many serious things we could have done here, so I decided yeah. to lighten it up a little bit. Sure, yes. no, I love let's cabin see fever. If Michael take it down. Yes, the ultimate in societal fear is yeah. 1978's Dawn of the Dead. You had mindless mm-hmm. consumerism. Yep. You had mm-hmm. inherent greed. You had humanity's per- per- propensity for violence against each war other. Yeah. possessions you had law enforcement gone wild and you had the role of media in the collapse of society i mean this this really had it, it had it all yeah and there all. and there's even there's even i mean at the front end of the film too there's even sort of a whole kind of treatise on immigration yeah. and the role of uh, race and class in society and law enforcement yeah and law enforcement yeah law enforcement gone wild yeah i mean this really has it all as as a societal feel i don't think you could pack i don't think a film has ever packed this much of a societal fear into a single film well and then there were also you know i think the um you know the 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 redneck shooters yeah right and that was like and and the whole thing of you know is you know and we're talking you know wasn't necessarily it, it, it was it was a sideways glance at sort of uh, an ugly period of potential of racism kind yeah, of stuff yeah yeah um, yeah but you know and and the casualness of of it all and the bikers right and what that represented you know right, and right. and fears of 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 anarchy yeah. right all yeah. it was just so many things and he did it and, and it's all seamless yeah 
Uh, yeah, and it's all it's all packaged up into a nice little what hour and forty minute little bundle. Yeah. Although if you watch the extended version or the Italian version, uh, you're probably looking at closer more than two hours of societal fears in 1978's Dawn of the Dead. All right, so that, all right, I feel that, you know I feel better just yeah. having discussed all this. It's a cleansing. I feel I feel better. I feel I feel there's there's been catharsis. I feel snuggled. Yep. I feel. <laughs> I, I feel, feel purged. I feel purged. I feel sensational. I feel realigned. I feel it all. I feel it all. That's right. We are again. We're here to help you. Yeah. 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 L- l- listen, we're here folks. to help. That's right. We are your counselors for the next oh two weeks, and then we're just going to get back to the old same old yeah. same, same old routine. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, so Liz, what we've got? Uh, yeah. We we have one of our uh, our affiliate our, our partners. Affiliates. Yeah. So not only are we going to help counsel you uh, this with your fears, we're going to save you money on awesome horror stuff. Uh, <laughs> we have a discount to Fangoria. So if you go over to Fangoria.com and use the code TST20, that stands for the scariest things, 20, you get 20% off of all the merch except for subscriptions, but you can get shirts, bags, mugs. Uh, single issues if you got to fill in the gap of, uh, you know, your subscriptions. They have stickers. They have all sorts of cool stuff. So head over there and uh, pick up some merch. They got new stuff. And yep. it's, it's if you don't have Fangoria, you got to get the back issues. Yep. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, yeah. and it is the uh, – it's been the standard bearer for – 40 years, and, 40 years. And, and it is now, you know, in an age where, where print journal, uh, journalism has gone away, uh, this, they've just, they've upped their game and they, they're giving you yep. a premium package, uh, of, of the magazine and it's yeah, it's thick paper, gorgeous, than- amazing, uh, articles and things in every single one. And it's it's worth the money. And they, and even, they got they other even cool have, merch. I think they have a couple of these left. There's a really wild-looking psychedelic wine glass. So if you need a psych- oh, yeah. psychedelic multicolored yeah. Fangoria wine glass, oh, they've for got... For your Crystal Lake wine? For your Crystal Lake wine. <laughs> Perfect, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. They've got one. They've got one. And there are still some available. They said they yep. were going fast, but there are still some yep. available. So if anyone wants to get me a Christmas present, I could go for a Fangoria psychedelic colored wine glass <laughs> so I can put my Crystal Lake wine right on in it. There you go. All right, folks. So the next time we talk to you, we're going to be bringing to you our end of the year yes. roundup. Get ready. All There's right. some doozies. 